Todd Narek Raw. Here's some tidbits that we had that we thought you might find enjoyable. This is before or after the show. There might be some more background noise than you typically hear. Extra conversations that would have been on the cutting room floor. Take them as they are. Here you go. Yeah, why do we call it unplugged? <laughs> like the old MTV acoustic version. Hello, and welcome to the Toddcast. Eric, I've got a question for you this morning. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite kind of potato chip? Todd, that's been a question that's been on my mind for three, four years now. You know, I've kind of tried to stray away from potatoes for, for a long time, but, you know, the itch is coming and potatoes have become a thing now. So I would that's say if, if I had to choose my favorite potato chip, I prefer a, um, a ruffle with the little ridges. Right, you know, right. The, the, but I prefer like the cheese. I believe they're like a cheese version. The, correct. The, the cheddar and sour cream. You got it. You those, named those, it. those are those are the bomb. Um, yeah, I would put those top notch uh, right below that. I believe there's a sour cream and onion. That's pretty good. Oh, yeah, sure. And then and then there are the regulars, I guess. Are there other flavors other than those two for ruffles? Yeah. Historically, I think there's always, uh, you know, there those ruffles i imagine they would have some type of barbecue you know i was thinking that but i don't know that i've ever seen ruffled barbecue i've 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 seen barbecue like regular chips i've seen of barbecue course. like the kettle style chips but i'm trying to think if i've ever seen like the the ruffles or even like the wavy style um in barbecue and i i'm I, Maybe, well, you're right. I don't, I don't, I don't know. know I've is. never seen a wavy barbecue. I've, the barbecue has always been like the traditional. So I wonder if there's just a way that they can't get the flavor in there. But yet they I mean, managed just, to get the sour just, cream and chive. Right. It's just powder. It's just fucking powder that they spray mm. the things down with, right? I mean, that's why it comes off on your fingers the way it does. I, I had have to assume, but this has been uh, more intimate talking about potato chips than I've ever thought of. Yeah. Um, well, that does have me asking, for. has asking lots of questions in terms of potatoes and chips. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't recall. Um, typically with your chips, you have your standard, you know, regular, you have your, uh, you have your barbecue. Those are like the top two, I would say. And then you would go to something like a uh, salt and vinegar that they're always there. And the, the sour cream, what, what is, right. is it? Sour, is it sour cream and chive or am I making that up? There, well, it's some, some are sour cream and chive, some are sour cream and onion. Then sour cream the and sour onion, cr- there's, more, sa- yeah. there's this the sour cream and cheddar is is one what one of the cheesy yeah. variations and there's ones that are just cheddar yeah um i often forget about the salt and vinegar because i don't personally care Ugh, for those no no thanks uh, yeah that's I, you know i i will necessary yeah um ella's a big fan of some sort of jalapeno chip which again okay i'm i'm a wimp spice wise so i i don't partake in that um but i know they exist um so yeah, no, there's lots of chip action. Yes, tons, tons to you know really talk about in in general. But Indeed. Todd, I think we've scared everyone away. Probably. So it's probably safe for us to talk about the real topic now. Yes. Um, so you've managed to, uh, I was going to say swindle me into, but I, you know I've entered into this of my own free will. So that's not really the correct. Uh, sure. You know, I wasn't even hard selling there. you, Todd. No, I just, not really. I, was throw, no. I really was throwing it out there, and I said, and I even gave some opportunities, so that way you easily could say no if you if you didn't want. I was just like, you know, I don't want to pressure. I don't want, you know. Well, here's, I, it's, here's it's good either way. 
here's the thing, Eric. You know, it's it's a game, and we all know how much I love the games. It's sure. got fan it's got fantasy right there in the title. Sure. And and it's and it's a game that has been described by by more than one person as you know D and D for jocks. So you know you you get all that together, and of course, if my kid brother who's been talking about fantasy football for years offers me a coveted slot. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a hop on that. So, yeah. So the, for the, the trick, <laughs> the trick now is I have to learn what the hell it is and what to do and how to do it much in the same way. I imagine is if you were like, you know what, Todd, you've been talking about it forever. Let's play D and D. You don't know how to fucking play D and D. You need me to show you, you know, how to do the things. Well, this is, this is where we're at, Eric. You, you need to, yeah. <laughs> I will be well, your, your fantasy football Padawan. Uh, for the that, next that. Uh, season or so you're right and and we don't and we don't have a lot so i what i will do is i think uh it might be proper to explain where we're at and how we got to this story so that's, that's, let's head to the the back the, to back, tang. the, the background <laughs> <laughs> exactly so so what we're talking about here is is potato chips simply and the reason yes. i, I it, the reason it is ruffle is is uh, i think you you named this um couple weeks ago when we were when i was talking about reviving what we would have called the rffl so the yeah, RFFL. because 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 you've got that acronym and you're rffl and i'm like ruffle and yeah that's how we got the chip angle going. Uh, what does rffl and, actually stand for uh, it stands for real fantasy football league okay. playing off the the whole real um you know term in general so that's that's a common theme for me, I guess. I just like like real fantasy things. I like throwing those two <laughs> words together because they're what exact opposites. So we so my friend and I started fantasy football in geez, 2004, and we've gone whew, many many years playing with similar folk. Some people been in the league from day one, and. At first, it started as simple as there was maybe two or three people that actually understood the concept. And then slowly <laughs> but surely, we went from one league with 10 people to three or four leagues with 10 people in each league to what we call dynasty leagues and keeper leagues and leagues that you keep the same teams year over year and blah, 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 to the point where it just became this huge <laughs> burden and task. Yeah. And, and, and it was a lot of work, but there was a lot of fun being had. But at the end of the day, just like our country, everything blew up and exploded. We <laughs> have people on the right, people on the left, people in the middle that just want to have a good time. And everyone is fighting amongst themselves and causing much comma or comma drama and issues in which we finally were like, all right, done. Enough. Enough is enough. Well, well and, and like you weren't just participating. You were like running these things, correct? Oh, sure. No, yeah. So it, the tag team was myself and the um, the wonderful Justin Benline, who's been mentioned on this show before. Um, oh, yes. Uh, advertiser, you, you, sponsor, big supporter. Got to give love to Justin Benline. That's so, just how that goes. And um, don't be surprised if if later in the episode we will be calling him Franchise 10. That is also a acronym or AKA. So, but Justin Benline and I would run and he would do most of the technical setup, believe it or not. He would get the website set up, the scoring, um, a lot of the management on the back end. Uh, he would also help host, you know, the events and make sure that the draft and all, all the things were set up. So he was very much the, um, 
maybe the CFO of this, so forth, and I was the flamboyant um, marketing guy. So I'd make the website and I would send out the envelopes for the dates. I would communicate with everyone, make sure that, you know, everyone was uh, aware and able to come, um, you know, figure out what food we were going to have, do stuff like that. Just kind of like I was the CEO, the flamboyant Michael Eisner-esque, like I always (laughs) like to say. So, so we worked together as a team for a long time and we, we never really had any animosity towards each other. It was always, you know, towards everybody else and and their issues so (laughs) all so since we were kind of like the owners so to speak our goal was to have a happy league we prided ourselves on having one of the best fantasy football experiences that we thought was out there like you know with the with the way the scoring was structured with the the competitive nature of it all with the options to do customize and build your teams and do whatever you want is best so we would put ourselves against anybody and we took great pride in that we've also were managing to like always have successful teams and and do really well which would um you know which put pressure on ourselves as well so like we couldn't just say ah whatever no i don't care about it we always had to make sure we watched the games paid attention to the stats, did this, blah, 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 which created this unnecessary pressure and tension, especially when we had other people that either dicked around and tried to screw up the, you know, the, the balance in the force, right. so to speak, um, right. or, or just in general, like was trying to do shady shit, like find a brand new person and try to make shitty deals or trades and, and just swindle people. And we had a mixture of all of the above. And then okay. of course you also have Facebook and which, you know, like any good organization, you create yourself a Facebook page to promote what's coming on, this and that. And then you end up having people fighting with each other because, of course, why wouldn't we just it's, bring politics it's Facebook. into it? Right. Yeah. Right. You know, like, yes, doesn't really matter who's running for president, you know, but yet somehow that becomes part of the starting lineup and you want to fight. <laughs> <over it. So laughs> doesn't matter. So we finally, uh, I think uh, when it all came down to it, um, we were going real strong. I mean, this is probably 2019. Uh, It would have probably been, okay. So we did not have to deal with it during COVID. So we would have played the 2019 season out up until 20 and football is pretty much over by COVID. So the 2020 league, we decided not to bring it back. So it has been fantasy football has not happened for the last two years. And there was a lot of scuttlebutt. Everybody was like, blah, blah, blah. And, And I thought it was a good choice because the, the way the football worked during COVID, first, we didn't even know if there was a season. And right. when they did, it was like a mess. So I hear. Uh, like, right. you know, players would just be, you know, uh, ruled out because they had symptoms. And it just made your, the whole roster construction and everything on your team. And I'm like, I'd rather not deal with it. And yeah. then Ben Line and I started realizing, like, wow, it's nice. We have our Sundays back. Look at all this time <laughs> we have, you know. Um, yeah. And like, we didn't miss anything. Like we didn't miss, we, we didn't miss anything. Like even the draft, which we would always call Christmas. Like we would say, are you ready? It's Christmas day for us. Cause the draft is like, and as we'll explain uh, through these series, uh, the draft is everything. The draft is really the, the crux and the, the funnest part leading up until the draft is probably by far the most fun that you have with fantasy football. Then you have the draft and that's the peak. And then it's all downhill from there. <laughs> It's, it's just week after week of sorrow and regret, <laughs> but the draft is worth it. You know, it, okay. it, it's, it's all worth it. Um, and we just didn't even miss that. We didn't miss the roster construction. Ben line and I would talk to each other every day 
would call, you know, at least honestly three times a week during the weekday. And we'd bullshit about like, all right, this is what we should do. This is roster construction. This guy has somebody we want. How can we trade to get this? And it was just like back office talk as if we were running franchises. It was fun. It was uh, not productive in a real life sense, but it was, <laughs> it was therapeutic for people that enjoy that. Right. Oh yeah. No, that makes sense. But it all went away because we were like, we don't want to deal with the crybabies. You know, he'd get calls saying, well, why is this? This guy, that trade's not fair, blah, blah, blah. You shouldn't allow that to happen. And it was just bullshit that we were done with. So we gave it up. Yeah. And uh, we talked about it the following year. And we're like, yeah, there's really no reason to bring it back. We, I don't, we don't miss it. Um, and the same happened this year in which early in the year, we even said, yeah, I don't know if we'll ever bring it back. Like maybe it's going to take five years before we actually feel like we need it. Um, but what, what changed? What, why, why is it coming back? Why? I, I think I got a random text from an old guy that quit five years ago. Cause he found much of the same. <laughs> he was, uh, he was well ahead of the game. He kind of left the league and I'm like, all right, man, that's fine. He was a guy that's been along around for a long time and we always liked him. Uh, but he quit cause he's a like, yeah, it just doesn't work for me anymore, man. I just don't want to deal with it. And I don't know why he quit. Might probably much of the same. Um, it got to the point where you had to be super competitive. Like you had to really be a diehard. So we would alienate the ones that weren't. Okay. So you had a That's, league of a bunch yeah. of diehards who are uber competitive and uber aggressive about everything. And it just become okay. less fun for the ones that don't. So okay. I, get I think that. he left. So he texts and he's like, you thinking about doing a league? And I said, yeah, I said, I talked about it, but I don't think we'll do it again. He's like, I don't know. You said, did you, you know, so I talked to, I talked about it on the phone and we kind of were like, well, if we were ever going to do it, it'd be under these scenarios. And the scenarios were really simple. It's a matter of like, we would water it down that it would still be a fun league and it would still have the customizations that we liked it's not your standard espn or yahoo league that is you know cookie cutter made for everyone we still have a little bit more customizations in it um but at the end of the day it would be people that we like it would be everyone would be graded on a drama scale (laughs) as opposed (laughs) to like how much do you know football we used to vet we used to have a waiting list i'd have a waiting list of like five people each year saying i want to get in a league and you wouldn't get a spot until somebody dropped off. But you would also have to be kind of in the mix of, all right, do we know who you are? Do you know enough about football that you're not going to get scared away and like Trump, you know, defeated easily early on or be taken advantage of? Okay. And, and we kind of like scared away the common players. But the common players are kind of the cool ones that you kind of, you know, they don't take it too serious. It's just like, yeah, it's nice. We put on our lineup. Cool. If we win, we win. We don't, we don't. We put a little bit of strategy as much as we want. But like on Sundays, we don't really care if one of our players is inactive and it's still in my lineup. Oh, well, like it's fantasy football. It's not life or death. So, (laughs) okay. So, so it seemed like those people that were like that were always low drama. If somebody made a trade and you're like, okay, that was a, that whatever, that's somebody else's team. They can make that trade as opposed to once somebody would make a trade, Ben line and I would get four or five texts from all the other owners saying, did you see just what happened? Can you believe that? Why are you letting that happen? Um, so, so that, so the low drama scale and the matter of we, I don't want to have to go back to Sundays where I feel like I have to watch football all the time. So we are making a system in which it's just like, kind of like set it, forget it. You construct your team, you put in who you want to play this week, and then you don't have to pay attention to football for the rest of the week until the scores come out. And those were kind of like the conditions that were like, yeah, if we ever did it, we would do that. And we wouldn't bring it back to everybody. We would just like hand select or 
find the people that we think would be good fits for the new way that we're playing. Because Ben Line and I are still going to be competitive. We're still going to be good, I'm sure. But we're not going to be what we used to be and put so much time and energy into it. Um, so that is and, – and since we talked about that and I kind of got a couple more texts and I sent it to him and then we talked and we're like, well, I guess we could. He's like, well, who could we get? And then when basically once I created the list – and then sent out a couple just feeler text messages. That's when we knew the league would would come back, but in you know slightly different form. All right, so I've got questions. Sure. Um, so based on what you you just described, like I can see where I fit into the category of you know no drama because I don't know enough mm-hmm. to probably be dramatic. No. But that also goes into the I don't necessarily like. It's not a why did why did you, you know, let me in on this so much as a I would think that me being a non sports person who's brand new to this would fall into that category of ah, here's a schmuck who's gonna have shitty lineups and is just gonna get get his ass handed to him, slash is gonna be real easy for people to do trades with because he doesn't know any better. Like what's the logic in that no, that's not gonna happen, Todd? Is this gonna be a okay. kid brother acting as big brother to 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 defend him sort of a situation? No. Or no. is it once once I get to know things, I'll be smart enough to know and it won't be a problem or what does that look like? Uh, I'm sure there'll be a little uh, column A, column B, column C uh, situation with column C being we've invited those in the league that we've always had good times with that are not the uber aggressive, horrible sales. Okay. So, so it's, what, it's not, it's, it's less, it's less about me being gullible and being able to be taken care of and more about you've not invited people who are likely to try and take advantage. That's that... tr- 100% okay. correct. So okay. in the old league, there were perennial ones that would send every single week, they would send you bad offers to the point where it's just, they, <laughs> they were known as, that's what they were known for. They were known that every week they're going to send everybody in the league some really lopsided trades. And for those that are not into sports, I'm surprised you're still here. If you really like chips and you're still thinking we're talking about chips, cool. But in, in this world, like you can trade players and they're obviously different values. Um, but there were, you would kind of swindle your way and say, this guy and this guy together is better than this guy. Let me have this guy. And it's however you want to construct your roster. But it was just known that there were one, there was always one that would try to do that every single week. And he was in it for the entire duration, the 20 some years. Um, and then there were others that would do similar stuff on uh, other aspects where they would try to figure that out. And we just didn't invite them back, not from a competitive standpoint, but from a, it, I think it almost scared um others away you know some of the the, the right. people that the new blood we had over the time but it also just made it to the point where it was just you had to worry about someone like yourself being like well that looks good on paper but not realizing that the guy is injured or the guy just got demoted or it's something or whatever and it was just right. dirty tactics and i'm like yeah who does that and then when we constructed the list we pretty much found that nobody that was asked to come back does that because <laughs> It takes a certain person to send such a shitty trade to somebody and expect somebody to accept it. Like, I wouldn't even think about putting something like that together because that's just not how I, you know, value stuff. I'm not trying to take advantage of somebody. It was very Music Man esque. Um, <laughs> okay. So, so, so that is number one. Like, you're not going to have to worry about it much of that. And if it does happen, 
it's very rare that you and I, you wouldn't say, hey, somebody sent me this. What, what's your thoughts on it? And then I'd give you an honest opinion. And half right. the time it might be like, yeah, it's your team. Do what you need to do, um, you know, because it's all estimations. You know, it's all like, well, I think this could happen. Um, right. So that's kind of how you fit. And then I don't think the whole football, knowing anything about football matters. I really don't. Well, and <laughs> it's I guess, more, and I guess it's, that's... it's more about trends. You know. Well, and I, and I guess with your your idea of you know, I think I'm gonna just I'm gonna, we're we're gonna have this league start back up, but I don't think I'm gonna try and keep my streak going of not watching a game. I'm like, okay, I'm not sure how that works, but I mean, it's it's all stats and whatnot, and I guess that's what kind of comes back to. I mean, I suspect we could probably do a whole episode on how the draft works, and we'll sure. so we'll we'll, cro- we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. And I know that, and and probably the same thing when it comes to trades, because that's a thing that, that I'm scratching my head over. How does that work? Sure. But as far like, let's say you've got your, you, you've drafted, you've got your roster, you've done all the trading. It's coming up to the week's, you know, games. I know that it's like I said, it's not really team versus team and actual score values. You know, the actual points, touchdowns, etc. It's more of and correct me if I'm wrong here, but like, okay, your quarterback gets points for like completed passes and touchdowns and like your running backs get stuff for yardage and like your, I don't know, whoever the defensive people are who, who um, do sacks get, you know, mm-hmm. points for sacks and stuff. Like, is it, is it like a, okay, this position gets points for these different activities and there are point values associated. Like, how does that work? Like, how do you get points Sure. In in fantasy football. Well, it's kind of it's very much what you're kind of saying. Uh, We've adopted and this is where it's a little different. We've adopted what we call a universal scoring system. So the universal scoring system means any player that would do this thing, this task gets points for X amount. So in your world, it'd be, you know, if every player you rolled a dice and said, hey, you know, whatever you roll, that's how many points you get for this turn. It would every play would almost be a turn. So if they if a play, so they get to the line, there's going to be, you know, quarterback, wide receivers, running back, so forth. If for some reason they, you know, call the play and they give the ball to the running back and the running back gets uh, two yards, we would get you a fraction. I think it's like point two, you know, for every for every uh, 10 yards, you get one point if you okay. run the ball. The same would be said if they pass the ball. They pass it to somebody and he gets two yards, it'd be point two. If the quarterback decided to run the ball, um, you know, then he for two yards, he'd get point two. Okay. Uh, so pretty much every time that the ball advances, you would get points. If you get okay, you know, if you lose yards, that's so the running back gets it and he uh stumbles and he gets he loses five yards on the game, he get negative point five or, or you know, so okay, okay. So it's just a matter of it's really simple, and that goes for all the players. The only one that really is is screwy is the quarterback. He gets points for the passing. So if he throws a 10-yard pass, he gets points for passing the ball. So the wide receiver and the quarterback would both get 10 points or one okay. you know, one point for the 10 yards. Right. And there's okay. just simple math. So every play that happens, there's some somebody should be getting some type of point. Right. And not unless the ball just doesn't go anywhere. Right. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, okay. exactly. <laughs> so do you so, only score for the offensive folk, or the, the defensive? Do you put together a defensive roster? Well, or do they not in a, matter in a 
in a standard league, defense is very much defense is the oddball and it's grouped together as a as a team. So in most fantasy football drafts, you would draft an entire defense and they would get points for interception sacks and all that jazz. We okay. don't like that. It is very because it is one of the most unpredictable um, uh, like positions because. Okay. So so what we like to do is make it as science based or as predictable or as strategy based as possible. So what okay. we've decided to do is we do a thing called IDPs, which would be individual defensive players. Um, so individual defensive players would be like your defensive linemen, your linebackers, your secondary, which would be your cornerbacks and safeties. And I know this is all just yeah, <laughs> nothing. That's Let's a whole bunch of words. The, yep. There are people that are trying to tackle the guy with the ball. There's people that's right. trying to catch the ball away from the quarterback, you know, and okay. then there's guys that are just trying to push over others so the other guys can get through. Right. So they all have their own role. And, and okay. we decided and now there's 11 on 11. That's how football works. 11 offense, right, right. 11 defense. We don't draft all the positions. We draft skill positions for the most part. We don't draft linemen right. and centers and this and that from the offense. Um, so we also don't want to draft a ton of individual defensive players, right? So, and okay. because we don't want the draft to be four hours long. So what we typically have done is you get to draft like four individual defensive players and then you'll start one each week. So for instance, if you start a linebacker, if he gets a sack, it's usually three points because that's a random, that's the best thing they can typically do. Um, okay. If he gets a, just a general tackle, it's one point and so forth. So there, we want it that every play will have something typically a point should be scored or there should be an opportunity for points. So that way, when you're watching a football game, because at the end of the day, most people like fantasy because it adds an extra element to the actual game. You watch a game with totally different. You watch a game totally different than if you're just watching as a fan, right? Uh, much like okay. if you were betting, betting on a team. Like you're going to have more, you're, you're going to be more invested in this random Thursday night game because you want right. to see if you win money. So, so when sense. you watch, when I you watch that. fantasy football, it's more like a supplement or like an ad, making it the game better. So if you are watching a game and you have a defensive player, you're excited when the defense is out there because that's how they can score points. You know? Okay. okay. That's kind. So so that's kind of so you we do in our leagues. It is slightly different than most standard leagues because we do individual defensive players. So there is opportunities for your defense to actually score you points, but you're going to end up, you're going to pick names as not a whole cluster, which is one of the major reasons um, we're different than others. And that's one thing we value in is like, all right, this stupid position, which we know is flawed and that most people shouldn't be using whole team defenses. Like we just don't do it. Uh, we just nix the whole thing. So we have it customized. So, okay. So here's the next question. You, uh, so we know what what gets people points, right? For mm -hmm. moving the ball and stuff. Who keeps track of this? Like, is there like a website you go to yep. and it's like, okay, yes. here's how everyone did this week? Yes, this what is. They um, did. <laughs> this is, is what's. Really uh, I mean, I assume that's how you can get away with. Yeah, I'm gonna play this, but never actually watch the damn sport. Correct. Right? Correct. So this is not. So back in. Um, Back when we first started in 2004, he actually had like a computer program. And I don't know how he, but he had to run the numbers on a certain date that would then take the information from the NFL. So from what I understand is there's some type of um, data stream that the NFL actually puts out uh, that, that says this is what everybody did play by play for the game. 
mm-hmm. you can go every stat and, line. And Joe Schmo, the the wide receiver, you just click on him, and it's like, okay, he did the, he he made this many yards of this and that. Here's the deal. Bing bang boom. Yes. Crunch yes. your numbers. <laughs> like yes. that's that's and how I think that goes. it's yeah, and it exports in as some like XML or something like that. And you can actually buy that and license that if you wanted to make your own like aggregator. So we okay. we purchased for the forever, we purchased the one it's called myfantasyleague.com, which is known as the most customizable like fantasy football system. So you pay like a you I think we pay like a hundred bucks a year for the website. And you can, and it automatically pulls all that in real time. So there are, so you have an app and you have a website. So essentially as the plays happen and as it gets recorded in that database, it automatically syncs over. So you can see your scores real time as you're playing somebody, which becomes, I mean, this is where the beauty of fantasy football comes on a Monday night and it, the game is on from nine to 11 and you're watching the game and you got a player and you're down, let's say 20 points. And as you go, the, it gets closer and closer. And, you know, there's been, it, it's kind of ridiculous how close sometimes these, I mean, the odds of tying is just ridiculous, but yet we've had situations where people have tied and went to tiebreakers and, or we've had situations <laughs> where somebody's lost by like 0.1. It, it's, it's, it's kind of fantastic how that happens with so many om- options out there, you know, but it does happen, and there's nothing more enjoyable yet stressful than watching the game <laughs> um, and watching it real time as your lead dwindles or as you catch up. But yet, you know, a play gets called back, a touchdown gets overrun from a penalty, this or that, and, like, you're just, you know, and that's the beauty of it all. You know? <laughs> it's the beauty of it all. That's what makes fantasy football really super fun for a lot of people. So uh, that's – so there is a system, in it, and we don't have to do anything. We do nothing whatsoever. We just have to put our players in and then they'll figure it out for us. But it also itemizes it. So you can itemize it and figure out, all right, what happened? When did I, you know, what, why did he score 50 points this week? You know, look at it. Cool. That's, uh, that's, that, that all sounds very interesting. I'm, I'm pretty, pretty excited. So, um, I appreciate the overview. And like I said, we are clearly going to be talking more in the future to get more, in depth on this, uh, yeah. as I am a complete noob, and you are clearly a veteran here. Um, and like, I, th- I think this is going to be fun. I think this is going to be a good time. Yeah. Well, and I think um, forward to it. And I think over the next series of conversations, there's a, a lot of stuff we'll talk about. But primarily, it'll it'll it won't be so much X's and O's of like, or this is how you get points in this because it doesn't really matter. What it really comes down to is there's certain positions. And they have certain values. So if you're putting together like your ultimate D&D team, which I don't know how right. that would be, you know, how that would work. But like you would want somebody that is really good with magic and you would want somebody that's sneaky. And like you would want right. to be able to defeat the dragon right. <laughs> by having all these tools. And it's not right. much different from fantasy football because you have to select certain players. But you can decide if you want your, your you know, your wizard to be like the best wizard in the world. Or he can just be an okay wizard, but he's surrounded by these really hulking, you know, strong guys that can beat the shit out of somebody so he can have a little spell to win. Right, And right. the construction of the team is is really 50% on how good you'll be, you know. And then we could talk about, like, all right, going into the weeks, like, this is what you need to look at from a stats perspective. And you kind of alluded to it, and I'll talk about that maybe later, is, like, I don't think you need to watch football. You have right. to have somewhat of an understanding of what these positions do and what they matter. And, you know, 
but it's more to me about math. It's about, you know, projections, um, scarcity of like certain positions and players, uh, right. you know, that's really where it's going to come in. And that's, that's why I kind of thought like, all right, Todd, you would be a great one to try this. Cause I don't expect you to say, all right, on Sunday now, I'm going to, you know, get a six pack and I'm going to watch the Steelers at one. I don't expect that to happen. <laughs> And, and I mean, I I will say when I mentioned to Abby that this would be a thing, she got a little a little light in her eyes, and she's like, "Does this mean we get to watch football?" I'm like, "I, I guess maybe." Um, I, well, I didn't I didn't realize I was holding her back all this time, but you know, <laughs> I, I will tell end you, up watching more football this year than you. Yeah, and well, won't th- that be a, a fun thing? <laughs> that that would be, and I will tell you that there's a just like I said, there's a new way to watch football, and you don't watch it the same way. You stop caring about the teams. And you start caring about your team and your professional, right. the players that are on your team. And you right. honestly grow akin. You you actually grow. Uh, what was your your number one uh, D&D guy? You did a whole episode on. Oh, Jonathan Darkstorm the third. Yes. You you will find yourself having Jonathan Darkstorm the third in real life, people. <laughs> you will you will grow connected to these players as if you watch them grow up and you'll say, I remember him. Oh, he was my first running back. I remember he helped me win it. Like I Todd right now, you could rattle off 10. Uh, there's 10 football players that I just, I would give a hug to probably right now because of what they've done through the years. It's so there is, I think we'll be able to gather our similarities between what you love about your fantasy uh, and what I loved about this fantasy. And I think bringing it together, bringing you in the mix, uh, having franchise 10, Justin Benline involved and a lot of cool players will make this a enjoyable, um, rebound and, and rebirth of of the ruffles um also known as many other things yes so to to bring it back around um i think i think the ruffles play a key role particularly where dips are concerned oh dips so, are fantastic. So, so for the folks who are only catching the beginning and the end of the podcast we, you know there's some consistency here because i've found the standard chips if you try to dip those they tend to fragment and break up a whole lot Whereas the ruffles, ruffles work out better. Actually, the wavy chips I find are best yeah. for dip. Well, I feel like that's why they're made. Is that not yeah. why they're made? I, uh, I mean, I mean, I would think. I mean, there's a slight consistency difference, but I almost feel like you have to make it stronger, and that's why they create the rate waves. And the ruffles have to be. I mean, it has to be the strongest. I, I don't know. I feel like it because they're so tight. They're so tiny yeah. and tightly packed. It's almost like a perforation. Like they're real easy to crack along those ridges sometimes. Okay, maybe. Like if maybe. you're if you're going if you're going in for the dip, you need to make sure the ridges are perpendicular to the dip surface. Uh huh. Because if they're parallel, you run the risk of fragmentation. And no I will tell you. That. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what happens is if you're just like it depends on how you dip. If you're a heavy dipper. Then you, you're going to you're dealing with a lot of. But if you're just I guess a skimmer, that's the thing. The ruffle like, is great. If you just right. kind of skim and let it kind of build up, and like well, well, my dipping is more of a straight. It's more of a dunk than a dip. Oh, it's, it's a straight no. up, straight down. So you you get enough of the dip on the chip to get the flavor. But like, like Abby, for example, she goes in and she's like scoops, like she heaps mm-hmm. sure all kinds of stuff up on there. And yeah, I feel like your chip choice definitely makes a big difference. Well, I, whether, I which, think which I'm tactic more, will work. Yeah, I'm more of like a farmer, you know, like where you like get a hoe and that's like you kind of hoe it. Um, okay. And that's where you put your like with a ruffle, 
that's how I would do it with a ruffle because I feel like if you go around, number one, it makes a nice little design. It doesn't really yeah. keeps keeps the dip nice and consistent. You don't really have to worry about breaking off pieces of the chip. But if yeah. you do it like in a circle or a straight line, it actually builds up on top of each other. So you get a lot of dip. So it takes yeah. a little bit longer, but it is more nice and neat from that aspect. But I feel like you can only do that with a ruffle. Like with other, you're not being able to do that with definitely with just a regular lays. So I feel like with the wavy ones, you can probably get away with that. I don't think it leaves as cool patterns. No, you know, you're no. you're sort of zen, sort of uh, what is this? <laughs> where garden. they've got the, the little the little yeah. sand things. You've got the yes. little miniature rake. You do that like yeah. you're just doing that yeah. with potato chips and dip. Yeah. yeah. So so I uh, so next Hersey Fest we definitely have a um, <laughs> we definitely have a DiCarlo Zontini's taste test. And now I think we just add uh, random dips and random chips, and we we a sit Zen back dip and watch. Set station. <laughs> well, we sit back. Well, I'll put. I I have plenty of Buddha statues. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, but we sit back and we just see how everybody's approach to it is. Um, I, I and like we take it. notes, so I think it's all fantastic. That's good stuff. Thank you, Todd, fantastic. for talking about potato chips today. That's you know, it's my pleasure, and thank you for for helping to open my eyes to the the world of of chips and and dips. Uh, Thank you, Eric. Thank you, listeners. Hope you found that enjoyable. And until next time, I hope you all have a good one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Toddcast podcast. If you have comments, questions, or topic ideas you'd like us to chat about, you can reach out on social. Search for Toddcast podcast. Visit our website at toddcastpodcast.com with a single D in Todd. There you will find show notes, original articles, and a backlog of episodes. If you'd enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share with your like-minded friends. Perhaps you would consider subscribing, following, or marking this podcast as a favorite if you've not yet done so. And of course, reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts are appreciated. Thanks again for listening to the Toddcast. Toddcast.